It's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got a spectacular show for you today with my new friend, Rye Wolf. He goes by Rye Wolf and the Prairie Hawks when he plays with his band, and we're going to talk about what he's got coming up. But this cat has done some significant recording in the last two years. He's in the studio working on another record. We're going to talk about all of that today, so I don't want to take up too much time. I want to get to it quickly. But before I do, I'm going to play a song for you off one of my records called Strong Like a Lily. And maybe somebody out there just needs to be reminded of how strong you really are and what you're capable of doing in life. When you make up your mind to just get out of whatever situation you're in And sometimes you need to look to a bit of a higher power That's what I had to do So I'm going to sing this song for you now And when we come back I'll be with Rye Wolf, my guest Can't wait to share his music with you Right here on Texas Homegrown Music With Maylee Thomas Strong like a lily Rich as a river Washed in Blood, I've been delivered. Mama was a dancer, may blossom was a name. She used to lie.
Well, we're back with Texas Homegrown Music and my guest today, Rye Wolf Rye Help. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, um, so reading about you and, and your just the journey to get to where you are playing a full-time music. I'd love for you to, to talk to our audience about what you've done before. And I, and of course I know that you're in the college scene. Um, Mm -hmm. Let everybody know where, what, how this all started. What was the impetus for you even getting into music as a, as a kid or whatever, whenever it was and tell us how you got to where you are right now. Yeah. I mean, at this point I feel like I've, lived about five, six different lives, to be honest with you. Um, well, reading you know, about I was, you, I think you have. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done a lot. And um, I'm glad I'm where I'm at now. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. But, um, you know, I started growing up. Uh, growing up, I was an athlete. I was a, I mean, I was a hardcore athlete. I uh, grew up in Oklahoma City Metroplex. And like, that's all life revolved around was athletics. And so <laughs> that was really my focus. But uh, growing up, I was exposed to a lot of great music as well. My grandfather listened to a lot of bluegrass and a lot of uh, kind of like old classic country. And, and um, you know, my parents, they were always playing like Motown stuff. Cool. You know, like, uh, you, know you had the Temptations. You had uh, guys like Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, a lot of that soul stuff playing in the house. Love it. And, and so for me, I, you know, being exposed to all these different music uh, genres from an early age, I really grew a love and a fascination for music. And, and, and I like to sing and things like that, but never really played an instrument. Um, so uh, I guess fast forward to my high school years, I'm still heavy in, athle- in athletics. And um, one of my friends knew that I could sing, you know, had, had a decent singing voice. And he, uh, he started tugging on the choir's. Uh, yeah. the ear like hey you need to get this guy in here which is you know it's kind of a, a a strange thing being like a hardcore athlete and then going into choir you know it's kind of like oh wait, wait is this something i can juggle is this something i can do and uh, but anyway i did it i'm so glad i did and it was my junior year of high school and it really set me on a path to even though i was an athlete in college as soon as that was done i was like i my eyes were always set on being a musician Really? You know? Okay. And, oh, yeah. Like, I, I, because I, and even though I'd grown up a lo- around a lot of great music, uh, a lot of great uh, music festivals come through, you know, Oklahoma and yeah. Texas. And, yeah. And so, like, I would go to these, these festivals, these blues festivals, and see guys like B.B. King and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's band, Double Trouble, and just be, like, fascinated with, with just the ability for someone to stand up there, play a guitar, sing their heart out and capture an entire crowd of people like that was and, and to connect with them you yeah. know on a different level and so like for me I was like man I know I can do that I, I know that's something I can do I've always been a creative writer and um but I just had to learn how to play the guitar so well, like, I locked myself in a room for like eight months and I just hammered it out and learned how to play and then I think you know I started when I was 20 21 I think by the age of 22 I was already out starting to play gigs, uh, do some, some, some light touring and things like that. So it started from a pretty young age. Okay. Um, so that, that's kind of where I, I, I kind of gravitated into music and I, and I really, I, I went at it hard. Um, I, I did it full time for probably three years. Um, and I was, I toured all over the place. I'd gone to colleges. I'd gone to, you know, all the way from Florida to Washington, um, yeah, all across the coast. And, 
I had played everywhere. How, what did, really, how did you do that? I'm interested in knowing how you made those connections for, for the game. Oh, man. And, you know, it, it was kind of, it was, I think it was in the MySpace era. Okay. I do remember <laughs> everyone, that. Everyone remember yeah. MySpace? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I had made some connections there and, okay. and uh, collaborated with a few people and got an opportunity to go on tour with a few different artists that were already kind of doing it. And, um, but yeah, I did that hard for about two years. And, um, you know, at that, at that time, this was like, I don't know, 2008, 2000, ah, something like that, 2007. Um, it, it wasn't like it is now where you can like mass distribute your music online and there's all the streaming. And so it was like, you had to just get out there and tour your butt off for people to know who you were. And when I got home, I was like, man, I barely broke even, yeah. but, you know, and I, I wasn't making any money. And so like, I was like, oh gosh, man, I'm gonna have to make a decision here. And so I decided to finish my degree and um, got a master's degree in business and decided that I wanted to go back into athletics and be a coach. So uh, that's, that's kind of the path that I took. And, and then, you know, 14, 15 years later, uh, were you at the same school? How many how many different places were you at? So I was actually only at I was only actually at two universities. I was at West Texas A and M for almost ten years, okay, which is out here where I live now. And then uh, I got offered a job down at uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, down near um, South South Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was a kind of a change of pace, change of worlds, really. And um, but yeah, you know, uh, coaching just. It, it takes everything you have, especially at the collegiate level. And I I just couldn't balance, because I'm the type of person that if I'm going to pick up the guitar, I'm, I'm really going to want to do it full out. So I, you know, I let it collect dust for like eight years. Wow. And it just sat in the closet. And I honestly thought that part of my life was uh, over. I mean, I as disappointing as it is to say, I think it's something that a lot of musicians face, you know, and <clears throat> I I just thought it was over. I thought I was, well, I'm going to be coaching and it is what it is. But, you know, I, I, down there at, at UT Rio Grande Valley, I, I, I don't know. I kind of got burned out, um, with coaching. The landscape had changed a lot and I just didn't feel like I was having the impact that, you know, I, I could and I should. Um, and then COVID hit. And so it shut everything down. It shut universities down. It shut our operation down. And, uh, at that point, it's like, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm just sitting around, you know, and uh, I started looking at that guitar again. <laughs> and I started picking it up and kind of revisiting some of that, uh, just some of the old guitar players that I loved and was influenced by early on. And man, I was playing a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think it probably, you know, been four or five, six months into COVID and we were still kind of not, we weren't doing much, but I was playing the guitar all the time. And I think my wife, I think she had seen me six hours before and then six hours later I was still playing and she was like, I think it's just time for you to do this. I think you should just do this. You know, and, and that's that speaks volumes too because it's a tough life no matter what. And if you're married and your um, spouse is not behind it, and believe me, I know I've been involved in that because I've had bands for three decades, a lot of players, and some of them's wives have been all for it and some of them haven't, and it makes it really really tough for her yeah. to see that rye and sit to understand that you know that was a gift that you have and for her to be behind you saying go for it 
it's a beautiful thing that this happened for you during COVID because so, for so many musicians, it squelched them. And this was actually a, it was this my was a platform for you to jump off. It was again. my chance, yeah. man. It was, it was my chance. And I had all this time and emotional availability to all this life experience too. I had, you know, 15 years of doing things and I had, I've done many, many things outside of coaching too, but like uh, what? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm into real estate. Okay. But, um, I've, I've, my wife and I, we built a cabin, uh, on 20 acres out of salvage material. We, we salvaged like four barns, old barns, took them down ourselves, took the wood. We built a house from the bottom up, uh, with our bare hands. What? And yeah, out in the country, we, we did it. People and, need um, to know that. I, I, you know, that sounds like a TV show, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've I've lived many different episodes. I guess you could say it's a, it's a, it's been an interesting ride. And um, but yeah, we did that. And um, well, so. I know what that entails because my husband's a builder and, a, and and has been since day one. The first day, first time I ever saw him do his job, he was flipping houses in East Dallas and literally buying crack houses from um, you know, a uh, auction. And yep, going so I, yeah, and, and doing all that stuff and pulling it out. So I know what kind of work that takes. I got a lot of respect for somebody that can build a house. That's, that's, that's yeah, it's it's a lot of hard work. And then uh, we we kind of carried it over when we when we got the job down there in South Texas, and we bought two more properties and you know fixed them up and worked on them and really put us in a place financially with just uh, rentals and stuff like that where we could make the decision where I could go then break Both free and, into music. and and do and, and give music a go. Wow. So it was, I, I you Good know, I'd you. like to say that it, in some regards it was probably, it was probably a 10 year in the making type thing because in the back of my mind, I'm always sitting here thinking, man, I, I got to break free and do this again, you know? And so I'm like, how can I do this? And this was my, Maybe my ten-year plan of getting to a point where we could break away and we wouldn't have to worry about finances so much. Where, um, you know, it, we had a little cushion, and it's still hard. Oh, no, I know it's it's ongoing, and um, but but that's a beautiful thing, right? Well, how how well? I'm so glad you did that, and I want to meet your wife, right? Yeah. And I got to meet this girl that helped you build. She's these unbelievable, houses. man. She and she actually she met me when I was on stage, so that was kind of a, our first introduction. So she knew that it's a fire that's that's burned for a long time, and and I think she just saw it in my eyes and was like, okay. I got to give in to this. We got it. We got to. We got to do it. It's awesome. I love this. Well, I want to play a, a song so people can understand why it's so important that you came back to music because it's it's <laughs> okay. you know there are some people that they just have the it and you do right. I mean, I, I as soon as I heard it and when I read your story, I was like, what? He was a coach for. <laughs> what 13 14 years something like yeah, that yeah almost 15 wow and uh this is fantastic well this song is called easy on me i know you have it as a single and um you've got a lot of music out there for somebody that's only come back for a short time and i know yeah, you're working I hit on it hard, more man. so i, I want to talk hard. about that when we come back about yeah. how what what you've done and uh and all this stuff that you've been writing it's a 
wonderful, wonderful um, journey, and I can't wait to get into it a little bit more. But we're going to play Easy on Me right now. If you're listening now, it's Rye Wolf, and it's spelled R-I Wolf, W-O-L-F. We're going to talk about that, too. And um, and we'll play Easy on Me. When we come back, we'll have a lot more music for you and a lot more stories right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Maylee Thomas. Say to 
Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music and my guest, Rye Wolf, who, uh, my goodness, Rye, I, I guess this journey back has been really, really good for you. But not only that, you're still so busy writing and recording. Um, I know that when I looked at, at what you've put out, you've put out a lot of stuff recently in the last couple of years and mm-hmm. you're still working on it. I know you just released a acoustic record. Um, yep. talk, to, so talk to me about all to. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I really, I started releasing music real seriously in 2021. So it's, it's almost been about two years yeah. now. And- um, I mean, that, that's a, that's a crazy story too. You know, I mean, it was during COVID and everything was shut down and, and you know, I, I, in my previous, uh, life in music, I had experienced a lot of great producers and, um, took notes and really learned. And, um, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna do this myself. And I ordered a bunch of equipment and I basically set up in, uh, my wife and I's bathroom <laughs> and different bedrooms in the house and, Everything that you hear on Spotify is probably something I did either in that house or in this new studio I'm in here uh, in Canyon. And it's all self-produced, all self-written. And it just it, and another reason I wanted to do it that way is, well, one, everything was shut down but uh, during that time. But then I just got this, I got this really, I don't know, I just kind of gravitated to this raw recording and vibe of what it just felt organic you know and it felt authentic and so that that's really what i was like okay i'm gonna stick with this and i'm gonna keep recording and keep getting better at it keep getting better equipment and so you know a lot of what you hear on spotify and itunes the the songs that you're playing here those are songs that i recorded in in my own house or studio or room or whatever um and and i did pretty much i produced some of those records the early records and then uh the one uh, that just came out, Randall County Reverb, which Easy on Me is is on. Um, you know, I didn't. I don't feel like it was overproduced, but it was produced. And but you know, still for me, I, I always Johnny Cash is a big influence of mine, okay. as he is for a lot of people. And I've been listening to the American recordings a lot. Um, and this is something that Rick Rubin and he started and to kind of revive his career. You know, Johnny Cash was like, well, what can you do for me that no other producer or you know every other producers try to do and He's like, well, I'm going to let you be you, you know, and they, they got in his living room and they recorded close to 70 songs on just him and an acoustic guitar. And, you know, I think what 13 or 14 of those finally made that first American recordings record, but man, just the raw, um, connection, human connection that you get. And of course he's Johnny Cash. So it's it's amazing, you know, like he's, he's got this presence anyway, but I, I, I've always wanted to do something like that. I always wanted to do a live acoustic record. So the, the last record, the Redbud Sessions that just came out, um, uh, I was I was really inspired. I've got a, a good friend named George Getchow. He's an author, and I was really good friends with uh, Larry McMurtry. Who Larry McMurtry wrote Lots of Dove and oh, Legendary. Yeah. If you live in Texas, you writers. better know who Larry McMurtry is. <laughs> you better you better know who he is. And and George Getchow was very very close to him, and he. It's just such a wild story, man. He he came across me. He's, he's a family, uh, basically part of the family. My wife's extended family, and we had a death in the family. My my, my wife's grandmother, and so I was asked to sing a few songs like um, "Will the Circle Be Unbroken" and "Amazing Grace," and just you know some of these songs that deal with life and death and that struggle, and and that those are things that I I talk about a lot in my music too, and. 
Um, so I performed at this this funeral service, and George was like, he came up to me afterwards. He was like, hey, man, we got to talk. Like, Larry McMurtry just passed away. I'm writing a book about him, and um, I want you to come up to the cabin and spend some time with us because they live in Grapevine. They have a cabin on Lake Grapevine. And, um, and, and I, I would really like you to write a song as a tribute to Larry McMurtry his life as an author, his life in writing, and his influence in Texas. And so, man, I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, no way am I writing a song about a legend like that. <laughs> like, there's no freaking way that I'm going to try to do that. But, um, man, one day, it was like two weeks later, um, I was just, I was walking around the house, and I just got this, 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 because George and I had, had some conversation, and he said, oh, you're an old soul, just like Larry. And I got thinking about that and I was like, man, old soul, old soul. I think I can, I think I can run with that. And so I started writing and I started uh, kind of putting down this melody for this song for uh, Larry McMurtry and uh, this book that's coming out, you know. And during that process, I, I really got this idea because I had all these songs. I was like, man, I want to just do these live. I want to do these live with one acoustic guitar and a mic in the room and really make it feel like you're sitting around a campfire. Yeah, storytelling. Like been out, yeah, been out on the trail for however long, and now you're coming back and you're telling stories and you're, you know, getting ready for the next day. And so that's kind of what we went with. And, um, you know, that song, Larry, the uh, Ode to Larry McMurtry, made it on that record, and, you know, 12 or 13 other songs. And, man, I'm really proud of it. It's just, uh, it was just me and a guitar, and that's all it is. Well, I think I need to play that song. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't sit here and talk about it without me playing that song. So we're going to definitely play that song. I want to. I, I we it. have to do it. Um, you got it. You know, especially knowing the history behind it, and also what it does for people. Because you know, the beautiful thing about being a musician, and I say this all the time, or being an author and leaving something behind. I mean, it's um, it's it's all of our journey, right? We're all going to leave this earth at some point. Um, but if we can leave something behind, a lot of people um, invest in other people, which I think is beautiful and wonderful. And, and I love that. Um, I, I have lots of beautiful friends that do that. And then I've got my musician friends that they leave music behind. And um, it gives them a sense of belonging and knowing that, you know, their life meant something. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think that you got both. I mean, look at you, you invested in these kids. I, I personally think it's a beautiful thing that you were a coach for a while and that you did that because um, it teaches you selflessness, no doubt. Well, and I don't know about you. I think back about people that um, when I was growing up and you know what they did, and I had a really tough kind of childhood. I really did, and I threw myself into acting and music. And I can remember uh, one of my acting teachers, and then also one of my music teachers, how much influence they had in my life. And so, and you did that with these kids that were, you were coaching. Yeah. And, yeah. And there were, I mean, there are many times, you know, you, you give an opportunity to a kid and you turn their life around. Absolutely. You and know, you see those things, you see, you see, you see those things happen. It's, it's inspiring. It, it's very inspiring. And it speaks volumes of the kind of person that you are, Rye. And I, I can already tell just by everything that you've said, definitely, I would agree that you're an old soul. But more than that, you're, you're just a really good human and somebody that understands that, you know, our life here has more to do with what we impart than, than actually what we receive. 
You betcha. And um, you bet. and so, and I love that you you question yourself and the ability to be able to write something about someone that you had so much respect for and admiration. And I think as a result of it, you know, that spirit world did something for you and gave it to you, right? <laughs> I mean, just because yeah, of yeah. that, I think the way that you approached it, you know, and you you knew that this was a legacy that you wanted, you felt, I don't know that I can really give it what it deserves, but I think you probably did. And so um, I'm definitely, I'm changing course here because I know you and I talked about it. I was going to actually play a different song, but I, I think I definitely want to play play that song that you wrote about Larry. Yeah, but, and I'll, but, uh, I'll also mention that that book's coming out in September. Okay. Uh, it's called it's called Pastures of the Empty Page. Okay. Um, and uh, there's all kinds of uh, famous writers that have contributed to it, people that worked with Larry McMurtry. Um, but yeah, it's coming out here in mid-September. And uh, Well, I'm going to get yeah, online and get a... I'm going to order some copies. I've got lots of friends that are really into Texas um, history and Texas writers, and I can't well, think of a better book, better that's thing it. to give them. I'm going to give them your record and that book, and I'll be, I'll be like, yay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, um, so so what, what else has been going on with you on writing? Because I know you've got this new record that you just released, but I think you're working on another one now. Yeah, I am. And and so actually what I'm what I'm doing is I'm kind of bringing I'm bringing a few of some of the older songs that I've had in my back pocket uh for a while and I just haven't had the opportunity to really record them the way that I wanted to. But now I have a full band and I've gotten the right people around me that the sound and the energy is what it needs to be for these songs to really come to life. And so that I would say, you know, it's about Probably about with this new record, there's going to be three or four more songs. There's going to be four, I say four or five songs that I've released before that I'm going to be re recording with the band. And uh, we're basically known as Rye Wolf and the Fairy Hawks. So, okay. Uh, but I've got some really, really talented musicians from here in the area and, um, and they're with me now. And so we, we're, we're kind of, uh, we're getting in the studio tomorrow and we're going to start cutting this record like an old classic rock and roll record we're gonna be all in the same room nice and we're gonna turn the amps way up and we're gonna just nice try to get i've done it. that and it's um it's it's scary at the same time but it's really you know i don't know i i've always had this thing where i went into the studio and it, i felt like i was just pigeon held and i wasn't able to really let go because everybody's isolated, you know, and I'm I'm having mm-hmm. to add parts a little bit at a time. And it's just not how I do anything. I've been playing live music and boy, I don't know. What, yeah. for, for me, I'd much rather take a chance of uh, messing something up and having the vibe of the room and having the and vibe. being able to see everybody and yeah. feel everybody and I I I like that. In fact, people get irritated with me sometimes on some of these big shows because I don't like not having wedges and I don't like not being able to hear my band. So, you know, there every a lot of people are doing a lot of these in ear and close you know, they've got this closed off sound where they just pick and choose how much they want of everybody. I want right. to hear I want to hear it like everybody out there's hearing it. Me too. And of course as, as a result, thirty years later I've got some hearing issues. But, <laughs> but it was um, worth it. But you know, I I feel it, and I the energy behind it. I, that's what killed me during um, COVID was not being able to be in the presence of the energy. And um, yeah, man, that's 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 and that's what we want to capture, really, because I feel like 
us playing together as a live show, it's energetic, it's electric, it's got a really, just a cool vibe to it. And and that was our thing is like, well, let's not go in the studio and just isolate ourselves and make this cookie cutter thing. Like, let's get in there and make it sound dirty. You know, yeah. like, let's get in there and make it sound real. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, you listen to some of these records that came out in the late 60s, early 70s, late 70s. And man, like the mistakes are what make it real. Like the small mistakes, you like, it becomes part of the perfection. Well, I don't know if you've ever listened to any Janis Joplin, but let me just tell you, uh, the Big Brother band, I mean, they, they, you know, we call them clams. They were serving some seafood on a lot of it, (laughs) but you know what? You didn't notice it because there was that energy and that vibe. And I like that. I, I, I'm with you, brother. I like that rawness. And I'm, and I know in this digital world, I'm just an analog girl living in a digital world because I'm still, I'm still looking for that. You know, I really am. I like that. I, I really do. And it doesn't, bothered me to have a few mistakes here and there well and then that was kind of the purpose of doing that live record too because like the previous ones i've done are you know more polished and produced and i was like man i want this to sound just so authentic and and this is just me in a room and i i was like i'm doing no more than three takes i'm gonna do three takes i'm gonna take the best one that has the best energy the best delivery and so that's what I did. <laughs> that man, that is you're talking my language, baby. That's how I like to record and I'm hoping to do that soon. I've it's been a long time since I've done a studio record for that reason. I just it's just so hard. It's, it's cumbersome to me. And um Yeah, we're just getting we we're only giving ourselves two days. We've got two full days and we're gonna get in there and record fourteen songs. Wow. So tell me about your players. I always like to give them a little kudos. Yeah. So uh, one guy I got to mention, and he and I have been playing together for a little over a year. As soon as I got back here to uh, to Canyon, we because we, I, I, I played with him before, and he's just brilliant. He's a legend up here. His name's Rick Fawcett. He's a pedal steel guy. But he's also a heck of a lap steel player, too, and he can play the dobro. And, nice. And so he sings some background vocals. So we started kind of getting things going, and – and when I got back here, really started playing. That's when I really started playing live. I mean, I've only really been pl- out playing live for about a little over a year and a half okay. again. Um, but last year we played 120 shows. Wow. You know, um, and so. Well, I need to get a- you to McKinney and I need to get you up yeah. here in this area. We'd love to have you. But yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to play. So there. you got your pedal steel. Tell me who else. So, uh, and then I've got another uh, vocalist, a uh, female vocalist that sings with us. She's from up in Fritch, and uh, she's kind of, she's actually, we just cut her her uh, debut EP, so she's going to be coming out with something. She's a fantastic singer. And her name? Um, her name is Katie Beth Mim. Okay. Katie Beth Mim. So she'll be she'll be coming out with some music here pretty soon, and um, well, she's Well, have her reach out to me. I'd love to have her on the show. Okay. I will. And then uh, we just picked up... Um, uh, our, our rhythm section, a bass player and uh, a drummer who formerly, I don't know if you know Zach Wilkerson. Zach Wilkerson yes. is a great Texas artist, yep. and he's from up in this area. But these two guys, they played with Zach uh, Wilkerson early on, you know, kind of that blues, right. Texas rock country type thing. And so when they, I think when they heard kind of the direction I was going with things, they were like, oh man, like we, we, can step right in. So our drummer, uh, his name's Chansley Stater. Okay. And uh, he's from here in Amarillo. And then uh, our bass player who just joined us probably a little over two months ago, his name's Craig Ames. Okay. And uh, he's from here in Canyon. And these guys are just outstanding. They've been game changers for us and they've really, really pushed 
the sound forward into um, something that I think is going to be so different for Texas music, and I'm so excited about it. Well, Texas music, though, keep in mind what I love about it, and that's what I love about you and everything I've heard. We're talking blues, we're talking country, we're talking soul, we're talking so many, and we're talking bluegrass, we're talking so many influences that have been a part of our state and a part of our music. And I love that you've embraced all of it and you're not afraid to come together. Yeah, yeah you're not afraid to, to come out there and do a little bit of it all. And uh, that's that's what impressed me the most, Rye, when I was listening to your music and the fact that you've done so much in just a couple of years. Um, you've got a lot of music inside you, brother, and you got to put it I out like, there. <laughs> I felt like I had to catch up. Well, you're, you're doing it. You know, most people put out a new record every two to three years and you're just, you're just wheeling and dealing. <laughs> so, in a way, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I want to go ahead and play this, um, ode to Larry McMurtry, which is off okay. of your, um, record that you're working on or that you just released. Yeah. The live, and the live record. And, um, and then you're going to have to come back to me after you get this thing done done because now that you've talked about what you're doing about going in the studio and yeah. doing this in two days um i'm i gotta i gotta have it on the show so you're gonna have it's to gonna reach out cool. to you guys you're gonna get a double whammy you're, we're gonna have uh we're gonna have him on again pretty soon when he once he releases it well rye this has been really fun and we're gonna come back and talk a little bit more about some music but right now i want to play um ode to larry mcmurtry you guys heard the story the new book coming out pastors of the empty page is that it pastures pastures of the empty page pastors of the empty page and of course it'll go beautifully with his um this record that he just released and lots of great tunes on that too by the way but thank you um anyway right here on texas homegrown music with maylee thomas and my guest rye wolf and we're not gone yet we'll be right back right here oh so we broke trail together like a lonesome dove into the wild west you've flown oh, oh so don't you know you're gonna fly forever oh so nobody said it better Empty pastures spun into gold. Oh, oh, so don't you know? Nobody said it better. Ride high, ride high in that Texas sky and let them know. That your legend will never die Ride high, ride high In the Texas sky And let them know That your legend will never die And let them know That your legend will never die Yep Yeah. 
soul, you're gonna live forever. Even after the train whistle blows. Oh, oh, soul, don't you know you're gonna live forever? Ride high, ride high in that Texas sky And let them know that your legend will never die Ride high, ride high in that Texas sky And let them know that your legend will never die And let them know that your legend will never die Yep Well, I know you guys are already fans because there's no way you could listen to this music and not want to listen to more. Speaking of more, you've got, we're gonna we're gonna play another couple songs on this next segment um, because I I want people to hear just I, I, how much different styles you can do. Um, but before we do, talk to me about um, some shows you've got coming up and also where is the best place for people to, to see you and get to know where it's going on. Would you send them to your website? Do you want them to go to um, Facebook? What, where's the best place? Now, you know, it really just depends on kind of what you want. I mean, if you're just keeping up with my schedule and things like that, probably the website, which is rywolfmusic.com. But uh, I'm very active on social media. We're posting stuff about shows. We're posting video from live shows, pictures, um, you know, doing stuff in rehearsals. We like to try to, the people that follow us and, and, um, connect with us, we really try to like take care of them and make them feel know, like they're walking that, the walk with you every day. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the journey with us yeah. for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I'd say on Instagram, probably, uh, the most active and that's right. Wolf music as well, but I'm on all the other social platforms as well. And I, I'd love to connect with folks there. Um, and then a couple big shows we've got coming up this week, we are this month in September. Uh, we're going to headline the Golden Light uh, here in Amarillo, which is a big yeah. uh, venue. It's September 16th. And then um, September 29th, we're going to be doing a big private gig here in Canyon with Dallas Burroughs, which we're really excited yeah, about. Yeah, I love Dallas. And I imagine that you guys together has got to be a really great combo because both of you are just so filled with um so many stories and and I, I don't know maybe you guys need to do a song together at some point because you you know he's got that really deep baritone voice uh -huh. and you've got this sultry i don't know right i'm so glad you didn't leave music because you've got a gift and uh you, you have to know it. it you have to know that you do you have to yeah, know we're it excited by now. to play with him i think it's going to be a good it's going to be a good contrast but also saying it's going to be complimentary absolutely you know? absolutely is it going to be both full band yep All right. yep awesome so it'll be a, it'll be a fun show fun night 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. I you love bet. getting to you know bet. you, and I'm 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 just thrilled, and I'm serious. I want to get you. I want to get you in our area soon. Well, I want to play two back-to-back songs. You want to talk a little bit about it? One of them is uh, Blood Red River and the other Back Porch Blues. So maybe give us a yeah, little segue. Yeah, so these are, these are really scratching my blues itch here. I, you know, <laughs> I, this is, and, and Blood Red River is a song that I, I uh, came out with early last year, and I collaborated with a guy named Justin Johnson, um, who, if, if you're a slide guitar aficionado, you probably know who he is. He has uh, just become a legend out in Nashville, and... Uh, I had this song, this this just this swampy Delta blues riff thing that I was doing, and and I was kind of singing about my upbringing into music and how I struggled with should I do it, should I not do it, you know. And it's just I think just one of those conversations that everybody has with themselves as a musician. But uh, Justin heard the song and he was he just jumped on it. He was like, "Man, let's do it! Like I think this is going to be awesome." And so, yeah, I, I, I recorded a rough demo, sent it over to him, and then he recorded the slide guitar on it that you hear, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is Yeah, he's, he's definitely, I think, isn't he from Australia or something originally? I don't know. I'm not sure about his backstory originally. I know he's out there in Nashville now, but, uh, yeah, he's, man, he, he just, he ripped it up on that, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be huge. And then once we released it, Man, it, it it hit a bunch of big Spotify playlists, and it just kind of took off, and that really helped kind of boost my career forward, is because that song got in the world top two hundred in the blues charts, and nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a taste of, of really the direction that I'm headed okay. uh, as an artist right now, and and with the Prairie Hawks and and my band, we're, we're I think we're you know. The record that we're cutting this week is is uh, at least we're starting this week is, is going to be very blues heavy influenced. Okay. okay. But there's still going to be a lot of I think there's still going to be a lot of West Texas in there and a lot of a uh, Texas country and and classic country influence that you know a lot you, a lot you just of got in you. Love. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, just in here. And know? then it's we got here. and then we go from that to this raw real. Uh, which I, when I heard, first heard the song, I was like, "Okay, I've got to play this." And on, on back porch blues, everything that you ever love about sitting around and listening to somebody sitting on their guitar and just letting them letting you hear what's in their soul. And I mean, the simple part of this song is just that it's you and the guitar. I mean, and that's and that's what it's about, right? And that's I wrote it when I was in Fort Worth, and it was in the middle of the summer, and it was just I started writing sweltering it hot. Worth. It was so hot. <laughs> But I was just like, that's honestly at the point I was, I was kind of traveling around touring a bit, but I had some days in between shows and I literally had nothing to do but sit around and play the blues. And so that song came out. <laughs> well, it was all, it's a great song. I love it. And, you know, sim- keep it simple, uh, you know, K-I-S-S. <laughs> right. 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 Um Thank you so much. And and I'm just I'm thrilled for you. I know that you've got some really wonderful things ahead of you, Ryan. It seems like you've got everything in place. You've got a, a wife that supports you. Do you guys have any children yet? We do. We have two kids, man. We have seven seven year old and the ten year olds. They're at fun ages, you know. And my, I think my daughter two weeks ago I got the first eye roll, so <laughs> Get ready. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. Get ready. Be Being fun. a mom of four, I can tell you. Things oh, to come. <laughs> yeah. Get, be ready. Yeah. Girls are so wonderfully sweet when they're little and then when they're teenagers. Oh, and, you know, and the boys, my boys were always wonderful until they got to be in their 20s and then they just brought us a lot of pain. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> but uh, but we got through it. We're getting through it. I've got you know we're, can't have the sweet without the sour. That's right. And you you don't appreciate the yin without the yang, right? The joy without the right. sorrow. Well, thank you again. I'm looking forward to yeah, seeing you, you live, Rye. I hope you guys will certainly make a show as soon as you can. Get on there. Get on his website. Put him on your Spotify list. Start buying his music, sharing his voice with other people. This is all about us telling other people about artists that we love. And uh, that's what I do all the time. And and, and I, I that's why I do this show is because I, I enjoy music and I want everybody else to enjoy it with me. So thanks again for being on the show. Oh, Rye, here we go. Anytime. Two back-to-back, Blood Red River and Back Porch Blues with Rye Wolf right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we'll be right back. Red 
that river Running through my veins Backports Blue. Playing them backports blue. Playing them backboards blues Ain't got nothing to do But play them backboards blues My baby said we're through My baby said we're through She said, I'm acting like a fool Playing them backports blues South Fort Worth in June South Fort Worth in June Hot as hell every afternoon Still playing them back porch blues It's what I was born to do To do till my last breath is through. I'm playing them backports blues. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know Rye Wolf as much as I did, and I'm just so grateful for the time that he spent in the collegiate field of coaching and mentoring these young athletes and imparting in them, um, you know, just some positivity. I can tell you, I remember the teachers that had a great impact on my life all the way from kindergarten to college. And honestly, some of them don't even realize how much I needed them at a time that was tumultuous in my life to have someone that believed in me and wanted to impart all this um, great 
beautiful love and, and encouragement. So if you're a teacher or a mentor out there, thank you so much for what you do. I think that teachers don't get paid near enough and certainly don't get um, the credit that I think many of them deserve for the work that they put into our children and our young people. So we've got some great shows coming up. I want to remind you of Friday, September the 8th, Beetlegrass. If you like uh, bluegrass music and um, the Beatles, you're going to love this show, and I'm going to be a part of it, so hopefully I'll see you guys out there. I know there's a few seats left. I don't know if we have any tables left, but we do have some um, seats left, and you can go on guitarsanctuary.com and get those tickets, as well as on uh, Friday, no, I'm be yeah, Friday, September the 29th, we'll have Madam Radar and this band out of Austin, Texas. Man, are they talented. I saw them at the Kessler a few years ago, and I said, I got to get them. I've gotten to know them since then. And we're going to have young, beautiful little Remy Riley open up that show. So there are tickets available for that. And I hope to see you guys at that show as well. And one more thing I want to make mention of on October the 7th, there's a free show in Farmersville at the Boondocks Festival. Wow. Drake White is going to be headlining that show. And I don't know how many people out there have spent money on tickets to see him, but this is a free show. You guys can come out and see. Beetlegrass will be there as well as my band, John Christopher Davis, and lots of other guests. So I think the show starts at 5 p.m. Bring your lawn chairs and come out and enjoy some fun times at the Boondocks Music Festival. It's a really great little uh, lake or pond, if you want to call it, with a, with a stage on the other end of it. I'm telling you, it's top-notch and I love being a part of it. So there you have it. Texas Homegrown Music couldn't do this without our sponsors. Thank you to Burris Injury Law, Guitar Sanctuary, and Cadillac Pizza Pub for making it possible. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you next time. Remember to love life. You get out of what you put into it, and we'll see you soon right here on Texas Homegrown Music.